0: We're often told that we should plan ahead. You should plan ahead for your child's education. Should plan ahead for your medical care. Should plan ahead for emergencies. You should plan ahead for a hurricane. You should plan ahead for your retirement. Planning ahead is normally a good thing. It's a very good thing. Something we're commended for. It's a sign of the fact that we're taking personal responsibility for our lives. It's also an act, or it's a series of actions, through which we exercise a very important virtue. The virtue of prudence. Given all the uncertainties of life on planet Earth, it's prudent for a person to plan ahead. Planning ahead can even be a moral mandate in some circumstances. Children, for example, need their parents plan ahead for them in a responsible manner, especially when they're very young. This is why many parents today set up college funds for their children right after they're born, given the ridiculous costs associated with getting a college education these days, and it's probably only going to get worse. Good parents know they need to plan ahead for their children now, not 18 years down the road. So I ask you, my brothers and sisters, if planning ahead is such a good thing, Why was Jesus so critical of the man in today's gospel parable, this wealthy man who had an abundant harvest? Shouldn't the guy have been commended for working so hard? Shouldn't Jesus have praised him for being so industrious, for doing such a great job of planning ahead? After all, it sounds like the guy was set for life. He didn't need an IRA, he didn't need a 401k, he didn't need to buy gold from Lear Capital, none of that. So what was the problem? Believe it or not, I don't think it was an issue for Jesus that the man had planned ahead. I don't think that was the problem at all. I think the problem Jesus had with this man was that the guy hadn't planned far enough ahead. He had been planning ahead for the next 40 or 50 years, or for however long he expected to live in this world. But his existence was not going to come to an end after his physical death. After his death, which came a lot sooner than he expected, he was going to have to face Almighty God in judgment. And after being judged by the Lord, he was going to face eternity. From what Jesus says here, it doesn't sound like this guy was ready for those experiences, since his life was ruled by greed and not by charity. He was rich in worldly treasure, to use the expression of the Lord, but not rich in what matters to God. The lesson here for us, I think, is very, very simple. The Lord is saying to each of us today, make sure that you plan ahead in all the ways you need to plan ahead in your earthly life. But in the process, always make sure that you're planning far enough ahead. In other words, we need to make sure that we are always preparing, always, for God's merciful judgment so that whenever it comes today or 30, 40, 50 years from now, we'll be ready. How exactly do we do that? How do we plan ahead for judgment? We plan ahead, first of all, by striving to grow in our relationship with the Lord every day, not just for one hour a week on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. We plan ahead by taking our Catholic faith seriously and by applying that faith to every aspect and dimension of our lives. That includes our conduct at home, school, work, And it includes our political views as well. Those are also to be informed by our faith. We plan ahead by loving our neighbors as ourselves, by practicing forgiveness, by being concerned for those less fortunate than we are, something the rich man in this parable was not. By the way, here at St. Pius, you can demonstrate your concern for the less fortunate by volunteering to help at our monthly community dinner, which, interestingly enough, is happening tomorrow afternoon at 1. And we plan ahead by repenting when we fail in these areas, which we all do at times. Several years ago, in a homily I gave, I shared with you what I called my mercy equation. It was during the year of mercy recognition plus repentance equals reception. That equation has an application in this context. If we recognize our sins and the fact that Jesus died for those sins, and then sincerely repent of those sins, we will receive mercy from the Lord. Recognition of our sins plus repentance of those sins equals reception of God's mercy. And receiving God's mercy is an absolute necessity if we want to plan ahead properly for God's judgment. In other words, if we want to go to heaven. I've often said, if we want to live life successfully forwards, which I think we all do, then we need to think backwards. In other words, we have to begin by thinking about the goal we want to attain. Then we need to reflect back on the steps we need to take to get to that goal from wherever it is we are right now. And that's the principle that should guide us in every decision we make in this life, including the decision to repent of our sins we should ask ourselves, is this decision that I'm about to make going to bring me one step closer to my goal, which is heaven, of course, or will it take me down another road to another place, a place where I definitely don't want to go? The rich man in this parable didn't think of that question when he made the decision to greedily store up his harvest for himself and forget about everybody else. That night, when he took his final breath, met the Lord face to face. I'm sure he wished he had done otherwise. He planned ahead for a lot of things. Unfortunately, he failed to plan ahead for the most important thing of all, the judgment of God. He planned ahead, but he didn't plan ahead far enough. My prayer at this Mass is that each and every one of us in this Church this afternoon will learn from this rich man's mistake.